Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we gather together to reflect on your word and to reflect on life, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be at work in us and through us. Open up our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us today. Bless us and encourage us. Give us a sense of your peace. And where we're off off on the wrong track, redirect us and help us to see your love and grace. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Today's focus is being united in the presence of God. When you think of the term the presence of God, what images come to mind? Is it the image of a beautiful sunset and everything at peace? Or perhaps it's the image of nature at the top of a mountain. Or maybe it's a beautiful cathedral. Many of the cathedrals are built so they give us a greater impression of who God is. Or maybe it's a nice orderly room, a nice orderly kitchen, everything spick and span and nothing out of place. What images come to mind for you when you hear the presence of God? Or perhaps it's some wonderful music. There are many images that could come to mind, aren't there? Now the problem is, is these images are not the complete picture of what it means to be in the presence of God. They may give us a slight example, but they're not the complete picture and they actually can be misleading if we hold on to those. I know some people who will only go to certain styles of churches because they believe that's where the true presence of God is. And yet when they travel, and they, particularly if they travel to a country area, or an area where the congregations are not so strong with people, they get disappointed and they will say things like, I didn't sense the presence of God because they have this image of God which is bound to their feelings and bound to their senses. And what they end up doing is actually miss, they end up miss seeing that God is present in all situations. And so holding on to these images, whilst they can be helpful, they can also be misleading. And they can, if we do hold on to them too tightly, we can miss seeing that God is present. In our Bible reading today, near the end, the last verse of our reading from Ephesians says something a little bit strange to us ordinary people. It says this, And in Jesus you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Now, Here Paul, God through St Paul, is talking to the church, to a community of faith. Now these people weren't perfect. These people weren't all, they didn't look from the worldly possessions to be the presence of God. And yet God had said, you are being built to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. It's important for us to remember as Christians, God dwells within us. God dwells within us as individuals. At our baptism, we're given the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in us. But what's even more important to remember and understand is that when Paul is writing here and in many cases when God is speaking to the you, 
He's not meaning the you as in you individually. He's meaning the you as the community, you as a group of people. And so God dwells within us as a congregation. And it actually makes sense, doesn't it? If we think of go back to 1 Corinthians 12, we get talked about the body of Christ and it says each one of us are part of it. And God is present. God's going to be seen more clearly through a congregation than an individual. So think about this, though. As you go about your life, God is with you. As you come together as church, God is with us. Think about what it means for God to dwell within us. Now, God dwelling within us is not natural. It's not our human natural state. It requires God's intervention. For God to be dwelling in us, God needs to do something and has done something and continues to do something. But it's important for us to recognise that, that we naturally don't have God within us. Some alternative religions will encourage you to seek the divine within, but that's not present unless God has done something. God's intervention is that we are brought into God's presence by Jesus. We don't do it alone. We haven't got the ability or the skills to come into God's presence. We can't command God to be in our presence. We can't command God for us to be in his presence either. We are brought into God's presence by Jesus. Listen to what verses 11 to 13 say. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. God intervenes for us so that we can be in his presence. That's how much God wants you, wants us as a community of faith to be in his presence. Now, I encourage you to think about this, that it's God who brings you in. It's Jesus who brings you into God's presence every day. Take time to reflect that Jesus and Jesus alone makes it possible for you to be in God's presence. And as I was thinking about this, what I recall was the story of Moses. Moses couldn't be in the full presence of God. Otherwise, he'd die. But we can be in the full presence of God Because of Jesus. Jesus makes it possible. The second thing that's important to remember from our today's reading is being in God's presence is what gives us true, long-lasting peace. For Jesus himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. I'm not sure about you, but there are many times when I'm looking for peace. And sometimes some of the advice I get is, go and have a holiday, get away from things. 
it's a bit difficult at the moment. So naturally, when we tried to have a holiday, just be, just as the lockdown started, I was disappointed because I was looking forward to having some peace and refreshment. But I know this, that when I come back, all the issues that were still there when I went away are going to be there. However, there is another way to look at peace. And it's to see that Jesus is giving us peace. God doesn't wait for us to be perfectly peaceful before he comes into our presence. He comes to us and our mess and our chaotic, chaotic and broken lives whilst we're experiencing those things. He comes to us whilst we're going through difficulties, whilst we've got the mess. If you have a look at the stories of Jesus, and remember Jesus is God, and God, Jesus is God's presence in the world, and God's presence in the world continues through the Holy Spirit. It's not about God being present when we've got everything peaceful and all together. He comes to us and gives us lasting peace. It is he who brings peace to us amongst the mess the chaos and the brokenness. Now, that doesn't mean that the mess, the chaos and the brokenness may instantly disappear. But what it does mean is God will bring peace to us amongst that chaos. And the best way I've heard this explained from somebody is somebody who was going through major mess who said his problems before that he had before he knew Jesus didn't disappear once he knew Jesus. However, his problems weren't causing him to be anxious or to worry or to stress him out because he had peace that God had everything in control. And they actually changed, he said, with Jesus as part of our life, Jesus, the focus of our life, we have peace, not because those things that are causing us chaos or mess or problems have disappeared, but because we don't see them as a major problem anymore because Jesus has given us a future, a future with God, a future that we can have lasting forever. Think about our opening verses from Psalm 23. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, you are with me, your rod and your staff protect me. It's not saying, even though I walk through the darkest valley, you are with me and you take away all the darkness. You take away all the problems. It is God with us. So being in God's presence is what gives us true peace. Think about your life at the moment. Think about what's happening in the world, the problems and the difficulties. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you get concerned and worried like I do at times. It's during those times that it's important to remember that Jesus is with us and Jesus has given us this ultimate peace with God, that our future with God has been secured and that he continues to love us and care for us no matter what. But here's the interesting twist in today's reading. God's presence doesn't stop with us. It doesn't stop with us just having a relationship with God. It doesn't stop with us just coming to worship and being in the presence of God and that's it. God's presence goes with us. From verses 19 to 22 we heard, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, 
built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Many people as Christians, unfortunately many Christians, adopt the attitude, adopt the approach that their Christianity is simply about them and God, about God giving them peace, about them being in God's presence so they can be blessed. And that happens. But the New Testament reveals to us a bigger story and it reveals to us a bigger picture of what God is doing. That God's presence doesn't stop with us, doesn't stop with our worship service, but it goes with us into the communities, into the places, into the social scenes, amongst the people we mix with. Think about what that means, that God is with you wherever you go. One of the things that I've realised, one of the things that I'm very conscious of, is sometimes I can scream out to God, what's going on? Where are you? Can't you see the problems we're going through? But I've come to realise that God is present. God is present not just amongst the beautiful scenes, not just amongst the beautiful music, but God is present in the ordinary and everyday lives. God is present amongst the difficulties and the mess as that we have. So think about what it means that God is with you wherever you go. What might it mean for you to be the presence of God for the people you interact with? You see, God has this approach. God has this plan for all the world to know his grace and love. And here's the really odd thing about that. His plan doesn't rely on him sending down some holy, perfect angels or to find the, the best exclusive people, the, those who know it all or those who are the strongest or those who look the prettiest. He'll use all those. But God's plan is to use all people, all things for his glory, including you. And so I encourage you to think about what might it mean for you to be the presence of God for the people you interact with? How can you help them know and experience God and his peace? Last week, there's a gentleman who regularly walks past our church and our house and um, I, I usually don't want to interact with him because he's usually a little bit disturbed and a little bit aggressive However, for some reason, as I walked out, um, I, as I walked out my front door, he happened to be walking past and I said, how are you going? And to my surprise, he said, not too bad, not too good. But he wasn't aggressive. He said, I just need some help. I'm not quite sure. And I was able to give him a bit of food. And I was able to encourage him. And about 15 minutes later, he walked past the house on the other side of the street and he waved and said, thank you. Now, for me, I don't think I did a lot. But what it helped me remember and helped me see that doing those small things is a way of bringing God's peace into some people's lives in a way for the, to make them, that helps them be very thankful. And so as we live our faith, as we live a faith, 
Here's some things I'd encourage you. First of all, is recognise God is always present. No matter what's going on in your life, God is always present. Our problem is, is we don't always recognise God's presence. So look for God at work in all situations. Not just the spectacular, or not just the, the perfect, sweet, caring person, but look for God at work in all situations. Be thankful for what God has given you and how people are caring for you. Thirdly, remember you could only be in the presence of God because of Jesus. You can only be in the presence of God because of Jesus. It's kind of a level, and that's what Paul was saying to the Ephesians. Remember who you once were without Jesus? Now remember you have a relationship with God because of Jesus. Through his death on the cross and his resurrection, because God sent his Holy Spirit, because Christians somewhere along the line in your life had introduced you to Jesus, that is the only way you can be in the presence of God and to be blessed by him and be encouraged by him. And fourthly, keep being aware of God's presence through Bible reading, through Bible study, through worship. The New Testament reminds us where two or three people are gathered together in God's name, and it's it's a focus on worship, he promises to be with them. The early church reformers, the early church Protestants said, um, if you truly want to see God's presence, come together around his word and his sacraments so you can see God's presence, so you can hear God's presence more clearly. Yes, God is present in the environment, in creation. Yes, God is present in beautiful music, but you'll most clearly see God's presence and who God is through his word, which will talk a lot about Jesus and his sacraments. And lastly, living the faith means consider what it means for you. Consider what it means also for us as a church community to be part of God's plan to be present in the world. Imagine if everywhere you went, you wore a T-shirt that said, God is with me. What do you need help with? Imagine if you wore a T-shirt that said, God is with me, what do you need help with? How people may react. How you may remember that every interaction you have is a way of God trying to get involved in people's lives, to help them to know that they are loved, to bring peace to their lives, to help them to know that they are cared for, to help them to know that they have a future, not because they're good in themselves, but because Jesus loves them. You see, God's presence in the world is something that continues today, continues through the Holy Spirit, but not the Holy Spirit alone. It continues through the Holy Spirit being at work in you and me people who have experienced God's love and grace and people who take take God's love and grace into the world. May you go, go being God's presence wherever you go. Go in his peace and go with his love. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have sent Jesus into this world so we could clearly know your love. We could clearly see your presence. But Lord, as we live... Help us, help us to continually be connected to your presence, but also help us to share your presence with others through difficult, through ordinary and through great situations. 
Lord, we thank you for those people who have shared your presence with us. And loving Father, may your presence bring peace to the world, a peace beyond all understanding, a peace that will last forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.